Linda McHenry with the Writer's Voice. And this week I have with me Julie Henricus, a published writer of cozy and traditional mysteries. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm great, Linda. How are you? I'm doing fine. So what we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about your books, and then we're going to move on and talk about the fact that being a writer and being a published writer aren't necessarily the same things and they're entirely independent of each other. Right. And you're going to talk to us about, or we're both going to talk probably a little bit about the challenges and, and how to overcome some of those obstacles. So first, why don't you let us know about your new book, which is coming out in August, Digging Up the Remains. Digging Up the Remains is the third book in my Garden Squad series that I write as Julia Henry. So one of the first things that I reckoned with and had to deal with when I started my publishing journey is the naming. My first series was what they call a write for hire, where the publisher hired me to write it. So I had to pick a different name. And then I signed two different contracts around the same time and needed two different names there. So I made all of my names sound like Julie, because that's my name and um, the J.H. names, so I branded myself as J.H. Authors. But the Garden Squad series is a lot of fun. It's about a 65-year-old master gardener who's a recent widow and is starting to come back to life. So she's working in her garden and her friends are helping her, and they start noticing problems around town that need fixing, and there's paperwork. So Lily decides that they should become guerrilla gardeners and go out in the middle of the night and solve the gardening problems in town. And then they start solving crimes. <laughs> well, that's it. That sounds so much fun. It is a lot of fun to write. And, you know, she's got these three friends, and now, you know, I'm writing the fourth book, and the third book will be out in August. We're up to five friends who are part of the squad. But it's, uh, I love writing a, a protagonist who's around my age, mm -hmm. who's had life, whose knees hurt. So running <laughs> isn't really <laughs> what she wants to do, but she's smart and she's at this stage in her life where she, she only cares about the right thing. She doesn't care about what people think of her. And so that's a lot of fun to write as well. Yeah, it must be freeing too, because you don't have to write to what other people are doing. You, you, you can do your own thing. And you do a lot of different things, okay? In addition to being a writer, you have another business. So tell us a little bit about that. And then we're going to talk about this difference about being a writer and being a published writer and tie everything all together. Tell us about your ladders. Well, I've been really fortunate in that in my career um, over the past 30 years, I've worked in the performing arts in a lot of different capacities. And so, you know, mostly in the live performing arts, I've um, program venues. I used to work at Sanders Theater at Harvard, and I've been a general manager and a company manager and started box offices, and I ran a service organization um, in New England, a wonderful organization called Stage Choice that supports the New England performing arts community. And a couple of years ago, I decided to take a moment because I've also been teaching arts management classes for 15 years. And one of the things that I found is that so many artists don't understand the business part of doing their work. And so they feel like they're a failure because they're not, their career isn't working. Like they're comfortable building their craft, but understanding the business or if they might think about producing a show because they're not getting work, the obstacle in their path is that they don't know how to do a budget. So I started Your Ladders to teach performing artists business skills 
And then I've expanded it recently. Um, I've become a certified coach. So I'm coaching people. And I've also created a writing program because while the writing path and the performing arts path are a little bit different, the skills of you know, understanding that it's a journey, not a destination, mm-hmm. you know, mindset work, understanding the importance of community, all of those are very similar. Um, so if I can help somebody get over those blocks and obstacles and do the work that they want to do, what they feel called to do, then I really feel blessed. And in my writing life, you know, I would do events and people would say to me, uh, I want to, you know, I remember one year, one person last year said to me, I want to do what you just did. I want to sit on a stage and hold up my book. And so we talked about it and she said, but I've, I've never been able to finish. And I, I can help people like that finish their books. Well, why don't you tell us, you and I were chatting before we, we did the recording and you mentioned how you have three series and your evolution as a writer, you started doing one thing and then the industry changed and then you had to do something else. So being a writer is sitting down and writing. That's all being a writer is. Getting that work to market is when you take off your writer hat and put on your business hat. Why don't you share your journey with your three different series to explain how that process works and how you kind of have to reinvent yourself and and you have to acquire business skills and you have to maybe become a performer. Absolutely, absolutely. So in my normal life, I'm fairly introverted, but the people know who know me um, when I do events don't believe me, but it's true. I believe you. Um, and you're exactly right. You, it, you have to be nimble, and you have to think about things, and you have to negotiate. The writing part Uh, you know, it took me a long time to be published. And I think that was a gift because I got better. And I understood that you figure out your own writing path, you figure out your own how you write a book. And I think that some people feel like if I don't write a 1000 words a day, or if I don't do it the way this person told me I'm doing it wrong. And that's not true. You're doing it the way you're doing it, right? It's organic. It's organic. And it's work right? I love writing, but that doesn't mean that sitting down every day is easy. I mean, sometimes it's really hard (laughs) to get words out, but until you get the words out, you can't fix them. And that's part of the journey. You can't sell them either. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, So when I talk to people, when I coach people, I talk about the three C's of a creative journey and they are building your community, honing your craft, and understanding channels, understanding the channels of distribution, the way the business works. And so I was taking workshops and building my craft, but the best things I did for my writing career was I joined Sisters in Crime. I went to the New England Crime Bake, the second New England Crime Bake, and I met other people on a writing journey. And you find the people who understand what you're trying to do, and who lift you up and who show you and who are a little bit ahead of you and so they'll mentor you and you also hear the stories that help you do it better or understand what the obstacles are going to be when it comes up so the obstacles you know getting published i still get weepy every time i get a box of my books (laughs) from the publisher yeah But getting published, I had my book, A Christmas Peril, which was, you know, was eventually published, but I'd been trying to sell that for a long time. So one of the first things I needed to understand 
was that even though editors liked it and agents liked it, if they didn't feel like they could sell it, they weren't going to take me on. So it's not necessarily that the book was bad. It's that they couldn't sell it. So it's a business transaction when you're working, finding an agent or finding an editor. Right. And if they can't sell it now, it doesn't mean they can't sell it next year or two years from now, or that they couldn't have sold it two years ago. So a lot of it has to do with the market right. the and market. that's business. And if you don't understand business, you don't understand how the market's constantly changing. And how you are writing to a market to tell somebody my book is unique and it's the, it, nobody writes books like I do. And you know, there's no other book like mine in the whole world isn't going to help you sell your book because they need to understand how they're going to market it and how they're going to, you know, your agent would need to understand where they're going to be able to place your book. And the editor and the marketing team need to understand how they can sell their book by understanding what other books are like it. Of course, your book is unique. Nothing's the same, right? Mm -hmm. But you need to really understand that when you're becoming a published author, you're going into business relationships. Well, basically you're self-employed, you're a self-employed individual and you need to do your own business administration. You need to do your own marketing, your own PR, your own sales, either that or you hire someone to do it for you. Right. And even if you're traditionally published and I'm traditionally published, you still have to do all that. Right. You know, I think some people think that once I'm done, I'm the writer, I'm the author. Still, you need to figure out your bookmarks. You need to reach out to libraries. You need to get a mailing list. I mean, some of this isn't sexy stuff, but it's the stuff that helps you um, on your publishing path because if people don't read your books, then you're not going to keep moving forward. And there are times when things are out of your control. I mean, my, my Christmas Carol, which was the first book I was trying to sell, um, was eventually published by Midnight Inc., which was a wonderful um, mystery imprint that went out of business last year. So, you know, I had a contract, they published two of my books, um, and, you know, it was a dream come true. And then you've got to wait till they revert the rights back to you. And I'm in the process of self-publishing those, and I'll finish the third book in that series and publish it myself. So you reinvented yourself now. Yes, and learned new skills and figured out how I can do this because I want it to keep going. I love writing and I love being published. So my goal is to continue with both of those paths. But as you've talked about, they are two separate paths in a lot of times. Do you think too, for you writing two, I mean, both mystery, but do you think writing cozies and traditional and, and, and publishing the two of them do you think that that has helped you or do you think that that's made things more difficult? I think it's helped me as a writer. Mm -hmm. I think I love writing cozy, so I will never apologize for that. You know, so cozy that people don't know is like a subgenre of traditional novels and they are, you know, there's no gratuitous sex or violence in the book. And usually it's a small town or, closed community and there's characters and they're usually series. So you revisit the characters and that's part of why people like cozies. So I love writing cozies, but you know, my, my theater cop series or an ex cop who runs a theater company, they're a little bit not, you know, I don't write dark. I don't know that I'll ever write dark, but they just get a little bit more of an edge to them, but there's still what I like to do are the puzzle mysteries yes. where 
the reader will find out <laughs> what happened, but I'm going to hide from them. So that's really where I focus. So I do like that. I am exploring right now and working on writing a thriller mm -hmm. as much to challenge myself to see if I can do it as anything else. I think that that's part of the journey too, is always trying to be better. You know, the book you're writing now, and you know this, you're a writer, the, mm -hmm. the thing you're working on now, you don't really ever finish it. You just stop working on it and, right. and you know, get it out into the world. And it's not necessarily going to be as good as the next thing you're working on. Well, one thing you said that I think is really, really important, and I think it's a huge nugget of gold for everybody to pay attention to. You did your cozies and you did your traditional, but the thing that makes them the same is the fact that you're, you're, you like puzzle mysteries. That's what you enjoy. That's what you write. That's what your readers want to read. So you build up a client base, so to speak, a customer base, a fan base doing what you do. Yeah. And therefore, when one publisher went out of business, you still had your other stuff. And, and these are the kinds of things that writers need to think about. You know, when yeah. someone says, gee, what's your business plan? Or you need to come up with a business plan. People like freak out. Well, that's just a term. You know, it's like, what, what do you want to do? You know, if, if A doesn't work, what's your plan B? And if B doesn't work, what's your plan C? And you have to have a long list of those things. So that's what, that's what your ladders does, right? It helps people come up with their plans B and C and D, and it helps them realize how to navigate the waters of the business world around their creativity. Absolutely. Anytime I teach any class, I start with what is your why? And your why is, you know, your mission. It's why you do the work. It's the core, what you're trying to accomplish. And it changes over time, changes over your creative journey. But your why is your guiding principle. Your how is how you execute it. And so it's important for artists to really understand their why of what you're trying to do. As a writer, I want to give people puzzles and I want to entertain them with my books. That's my why as a writer. My how is the execution. For my friends in the performing arts right now, their how has been disrupted by the pandemic, right. but their why can remain the same, so maybe they can explore different hows. So that your how requires nimbleness, but your why, and again, revisiting it all the time, your why is how you make the choices that are going to fulfill you as an artist. Right. And your why can stay the same the rest of your life if you want, or it can change, but it's your how that has to change. Has to change. Has to change. So remind us again, tell us your release date for Digging Up the Remains. Uh, it is at the end of August, the last Tuesday in August, August 27th. And it's uh, Digging Up the Remains by Julia Henry. Julia Henry, and your website is jhauthors.com. That's where people can go to see this book and all your other nom de, is it noms de plume? I guess that would be it <laughs> instead of the other way, instead of adding the S on the end, right. your other writing names. And then is it yourladders.com is where they can go. Yourladders.com. Um, I have a writing program that I'm launching in July and I have you know, all sorts of other resources for folks on creative journeys. That is excellent. Well, I really appreciate you chatting with me today. I hope you'll come back. And for any of you folks out there, if you have any questions, do visit Julia 
at yourladders.com and certainly pick up her book. Thanks so much for joining me, Julia. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Okay, folks. Bye-bye for this week. <laughs>